All right, welcome back inside TBT. We got a great episode today, a two-parter. We got Eric Devendorf, you know, talks about all the uh, charity work he's doing for small businesses. And we got Grant Leonard, who is the coach and GM of the D2 TBT team. So we got Bayheim's Army, top of the top when it comes to college, Syracuse, and D2. That's why we love the TBT, because those guys can play each other. You got to love it. But Happy New Year. Joe, I think we should talk about a little bit of 2020 before we get to 2021. Yeah, you know, in a year that had very few highs, you know, 2020, we had the glorious TBT. Maybe the the top of the top of the mountain in terms of what we experienced this year. And what better way um, than to reflect on our favorite moments from our favorite sporting event of the year. So without further ado, let's break down our top five moments from the TBT 2020. Yep, you said it best. Top five moments from TBT 2020, according to Inside TBT. We started off with number five, which was Team CP3's comeback over primetime players. Double-digit deficit, no problem. Huge comeback by Team CP3. Nate Mason led all scorers with 26 points in the win, and Cody Miller McIntyre stole a midcourt pass. C.J. Harris slammed home the winning basket in the Elam ending, and the final score, 76-74, Team CP3 over the primetime players. If you guys remember out there, Joe, I don't know if you remember, that was like the late night game. That was an end. And that, was, and that is the prime example, no pun intended, with the primetime players. The best example of why the Elam ending is the best. When you can get a steal and a dunk to win the game after a huge comeback, there is nothing better than that kind of Elam ending finish. Uh, moving on, coming in at number four, uh, unfortunately, and it pains me, pun intended this time, to say this one, it's House of Pain's upset over Carmen's crew. Now, obviously, House of Pain, this was their first TBT with a rookie head coach in Michael Tulip and, frankly, a bunch of rookie players in the TBT. They came out and dominated basically from start to finish the defending champs, the, the Ohio State alumni team that is Carmen's crew. Um, Got to give a shout-out to our guy, Mike Dom, who's been on the show, who, who we were rooting for. Um, obviously, wasn't rooting for House of Pain, but it was pretty cool to see my buddies um, win that first game and look like a formidable force moving forward in TBT. All right, number three, maybe one of the best games in TBT history, but the best game ever we're, we're going to get to. Number three, sideline cancer, game winner, Elam Ender against Overseas Elite. You know what Overseas Elite had with Joe Johnson. He went off in that game, and we saw the picture after the game. Marcus Elam Keen, our best friend, had a great Elam ending. But then Mo Creek, Mo Money, with the game-winning three, diving across the floor. That will be a game to remember forever. But it's not in our top two. Because why, Joe? We got to talk about the champs. Yeah, I mean, the champions have to be in the top five moments of 2020, right? And, and it ended with Travis Diener's three. If you guys didn't know, he's the one who made the Elam ending three-pointer. <laughs> but really, the moment is the Marquette Golden Eagles alumni team getting over that hump and winning their first championship. And you can't talk about the TBT without them anymore, having come in second, come in, you know, lost in the semifinals. They have been to every single part, and they finally got to the mountaintop. They reached the peak, and they are the reigning champions now. So number one, the top moment of TBT 2020. Team heard that's upset comeback win, upset and comeback 
over the money team, and we got the famous words from Aunt Elmore. Those guys play in the NBA. Ah, play at the Y. They stormed back down 18. Ryan Luther with the game winner to cap an 18-point comeback. Joe, how incredible was that game? 102-99, final it's score. Just, it's very fitting that our list is sandwiched with two amazing Elam ending comebacks, right? And that is what I, I alluded to it earlier. The best moments of the TBT are when teams are down before the Elam ending and they come out on top. It just doesn't get any better than that. I expect heard that to come back and ride this momentum because they were underdogs before, but now people will be gunning for them. I'm excited to see what they bring in 2021. Well, there you go. Happy New Year. There was Inside TBT's Top Moments. All right, join us now on Inside TBT, Eric Devendorf from Bayheim's Army. ED, welcome to the show. Appreciate you guys having me. Of course, we, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Before we jump into TBT, because, you know, this is Inside TBT, right now you're doing, you're doing a ton of charitable work. You're helping out small businesses. We just, we'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, how people can get involved. You know, let's hear it from, from the main source. Yeah, so, um, well, it, it started with me seeing uh, Dave Portnoy doing it um, with Barstool. He, you know, he was doing the small business fund. Um, I, now he's doing it all around the country. I think they raised almost $10 million now. Um, and it kind of inspired me to do it um, in Syracuse on a smaller scale. So we started with uh, 25000 as a goal. We got that within, like, two days. Um, and now we're, I think it's set the 10th, 11th day in um, we're at almost 60,000. So, um, yeah, just trying to help out as much as we can. I mean, I mean, you guys know right now it's, it's a tough time for everyone, so, um, especially small businesses. So, we're just trying to um, help out as much as we can and, um, you know, and give them a little bit of uh, a time to where they could kind of help their business until, I guess, the pandemic is done. So, for those listening and, and who want to help, where can they go um, to, to donate? Um, so all the stuff is on social media. I've been posting about it every day. Um, so my Twitter and Instagram is the same thing. It's ED23Hoops. Um, and like I said, we've been posting it every day, trying to retweet, and, um, you know, just keep people um, on board with it, try to support, share, donate uh, as much as we can. So, Joey, you got a pretty cool uh, connection to this whole thing. Do you want to share it? Yeah, I guess. Um, so one of the uh... – uh, restaurants that was chosen uh, by the Barstool Fund is um, not directly in my family, but I'm married into that family, if that makes sense. So um, okay. my whole life, uh, Danny Raskin, um, who is um, the, the owner of Manny's, uh, a famous Chicago deli um, in the city, um, he's been doing his all um, during this pandemic. He's been, uh, it's in the city, but he's doing drop-offs in the suburbs uh, and all while doing the the whole uh, you know, I'm not going to fire any employees. I'm not going to furlough any employees. I'm going to keep paying everybody as long as I can, basically. So um, it was, uh, it's a, it's a cause that's, you know, near and dear to my heart. Cause I mean, I grew up going to this place. Um, I can't remember not, I mean, I have Thanksgiving there every year. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing what guys like you guys like Portnoy are doing. Um, I mean, and it shouldn't go unnoticed because you're changing and helping so, so many lives. So I guess, you know, I felt it firsthand. So I want to say thank you as well for, I mean, it's not, it's not easy stuff. It's, it's, you know, um, it's tough. It's, it's hard as we all know one way or another, it's just 
weird and uncertain times and anything that anybody can do to help. I mean, to go the extra mile like you're doing is just incredible. So it's, it's a, it's a direct thank you from me because the stuff that you're doing, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed. Oh, that's awesome, man. And like you said, it's not easy, but it's worth it. Right. I mean, right. It's, it's a work, it's a worthy cause. And, um, you know, I didn't think the money would be raised this quickly, but, um, I'm not surprised that, you know, how the Q's community has really rallied behind it. And, um, you know, Dave has been, you know, an unbelievable inspiration to me, you know, just, I mean, to see, you know, $10 million raised. And I mean, and, and a lot of people like, hey, this isn't your guys' job, but at the end of the day, it is to, to help people and help one another, especially when things aren't going good. You know, the way that we fix it is we rally together and come together as a community. And, um, I think the big thing that I was really thinking of is um, I want to put it out there, not to get attention, but to, you know, let other people know that they can do the same thing. You know, let's let's try to spark it in another community and then hopefully somebody sees you do it in another community and so on and so on. So it's kind of like the trickle-down effect where um, we're trying to really get people on board to, you know, if they don't share or support this, then start your own thing and kind of um, get it going in your own community. So um, it's been cool so far, and, and we're just going to try to keep it rolling. So I got to tell you, I know a way that you could have uh, raised a lot more money. Oh, yeah? And that would have been winning the TBT <laughs> 2020 because, as we all know, it was a million-dollar grand prize this year. I want to transition a little bit into this. So Joey and I were on record with, uh, with uh, Coach Seth Greenberg as well as saying, we think this year, and this was last year, is Bayheim's Army's year. We were like, they're due. You know, Carmen's Cruz got one. And we actually were kind of right because, you know, an alumni team did win. It just wasn't the one we were picking going into it. <laughs> right. So kind of a two-part question. Number one is, were you as confident as Joey and I were in you guys? And then part two, you know, you had Malachi Richardson. We, you had what we thought was probably the best Bayhams Army team we've seen. What kind of went wrong for you guys last summer? Well, I mean, first off, I'm always confident. You know, whenever I step out on the court, uh, you know, I don't have any fear. or I'm not thinking about losing or anything like that. I'm, you know, 100% confident in myself and my teammates. And um, I think it was a game where Solid Cancer, they played extremely well, man. You know, like you got to give it all to them. And um, I think we didn't play well. You know, we didn't make shots. And um, But, again, kudos to them. They, you know, they played great defense and they played a great overall game. But, uh, you know, I think we're on our game and we're, we're on our A game and everything's hitting on all cylinders and we're going to be tough to beat. And, uh, you know, it was one of those games where we weren't, you know, we weren't hitting on all cylinders and shots weren't falling. We were making some mistakes, uh, you know, on the defensive end as well. But, uh, you know, that's just how the game is. Like, every game can be different. And, uh, you know, that was sideline cancer's game. So, uh, you know, it's fun, man, every single year to um, come back for a few weeks and, uh, you know, this year was different, you know, being in the bubble. And so we really got a chance to kind of, um, you know, bond a little bit more, you know, uh, hang out with guys that we might not have seen um, in a long time. So uh, regardless of, you know, winner or losing, it's just uh, a pretty cool experience getting back with your former guys and, uh, you know, sharing old stories and things like that. And, uh, you know, and the fans love it. The Syracuse fans love it. So um, all in all, I think it's, you know, it's a win overall. Yeah, so, I mean, you kind of mentioned it. You guys are always talking still, obviously. It's like, you know, you guys are brothers. Um, I'm sure there's been some discussion about the TBT next year, even though it seems like a million years away. 
what is something maybe that's been mentioned about how you guys can can take that next step um, going into TBT 2021? Uh, well, honestly, man, not not too much talk for real. You know, um, you know when you know when we do when it does get closer and and you know we find find out um, you know what's going on because obviously we still don't know what's going on with with everything right. you know, with this COVID and stuff. So it could go into the summer and it could be the same type of situation as last summer, you know? So, um, we'll figure it out. You know, you know, we're definitely going to be in obviously. And, um, you know, we're just, you know, we're looking forward to get back to a little bit of normal and hopefully we can have some fans come in and watch. I mean, cause you know, we feed off those Syracuse fans. We love it. I mean, we love to provide that entertainment for them and, uh, we know they love to come and support us. So um, if we can get back to kind of how it was at OCC when we did it that summer, um, where the fans were, you know, selling it out like they always do, it, it'd be awesome. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be back in for sure. Ooh, I like that ending right there. I was going to say, can we get like a, this is Eric Devendorf and Bayheim's Army is back for TBT 2021. But you, you did a good job. You know, I think that, you know, for you, because – you know, you're not playing competitively anymore. I got to think that you're thinking about the TBT a lot. And you're like, you know, I know this is the next time that I'm going to be, you know, on the court competing. When you are, are training or working out, in the back of your mind is, you know, I'm staying in shape for TBT. Yeah, I mean, for that and, and for myself, you know, I'm just, I mean, I'm an athlete. So, like, it's kind of part of my lifestyle. You know what I mean? I just, I just love to work out, love the hoops. Um, you know, I love ball. So if I'm not playing, I'm going to, you know, um, have some type of part in it. You know what I mean? Whether it's working guys out or, you know, working myself out. And, uh, yeah, I make sure I stay in shape. I make sure I'm ready to go. And, um, it, you know, each year we'll, we'll try to add a couple more pieces to, um, you know, to help us out because uh, who knows what's going on with me this year. You know what I mean? I, I got a lot going on, doing a lot of different things. And, um know obviously I don't want to, I'm not hooping as much as I probably want to but um you know when it comes down to TBT I'll take that time to make sure I'm ready and, and get back in shape and uh, be ready to go so so you mentioned it so I gotta ask you and we've asked you before if you could add any guy to the team and it might not be one answer I get it if you could add any guy <laughs> to the team for this year or ever I guess who who, who are you taking Oh, uh, man, obviously you'd want to get mellow. I mean, but, you know, he, he's an NBA guy. Um, I guess now you'd you'd want a guy like Deion Waiters, a guy who could just kind of – you could give the ball to and just be like, go ahead, get a bucket. And, and, and then Wes Johnson, I mean, I don't know if you guys um, oh, listen to my podcast. Listen to my podcast, but he was on there kind of officially uh, – Announcing his retirement, I guess wow. you could say for basketball. So, um, but he but he still plays ball. So he's another guy that we could just we could uh, fit in there on that wing, and he fit well in the back of that zone too. So, who knows, man? It'd be good to get some of those guys. Everyone's got a podcast now. <laughs> you, listen to my- you know firsthand that with the TBT there is no retirement. So that's clearly the message to him is like, hey. It's it's you, it's Aaron Kraft and Wesley Johnson that will never stop playing basketball because of the TBT. Yeah, I mean, you know, we love to, we love to play ball, we love to compete, uh, we love to get together with our former guys, and uh, you know, it's nothing like playing in front of the Cuse fans. I mean, uh, those guys who were 
fortunate enough to be able to play in front of, you know, 30 to 35,000 screaming fans in the Carrier Dome. That's a special experience, you know. Like, uh, I'm kind of bummed out for these guys this year, you know, with everything going on. They don't get to experience, um, you know, those fans screaming and yelling and, and supporting them. But, uh, you know, hopefully sooner than later they'll be back in there. But, um, yeah, there's nothing like being able to get back, play, compete, especially with, you know, with your orange family. So before we let you go, you know, we're, we're, we're headline grabbers. That's kind of our thing. We, you know, TBT, we're not doing this. We're headline seekers. Headline seekers. (laughs) Okay. If you could give us one, like, Hey, you know, we got this brewing or Hey, like, this is what I'm thinking or anything that we could take as a headline. Come out and say, you guys are going to win the championship. Yeah. Give us something. Give us something. You know what? You know who you're gonna have to get on for that. It's gonna be it's gonna have to be Kevin Belby. He's he's kind of the guy who who has the the big announcements and and everything like that. I'm I'm just laying back. I'm low key, man. Like I'm I don't really know much. Like he tells me, and and when and when he knows, he'll let me know. But um, if there was something, man, I let you guys know. I'm not holding out. Like, Good. Well, we respect that. We respect that. We'll get Kevin. We, you're right. We do need Kevin on, don't we? That that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, he's the man. All right, Devendorf, Ed. Thanks for coming on, everyone. Seriously, go check out his uh, his Twitter, Instagram, all that because he's posting about you know where you can donate to his funds, and he's retweeting Barstool stuff, and he's on a podcast world tour, so you'll probably hear him soon. But uh, thanks for yeah. coming on, man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for the support and the love, and um, continued success with both of you guys, man. Happy New Year. Always. Always. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Join us now on Inside TBT, the associate head men's basketball coach of uh, Queens University. But more importantly, (laughs) the GM and head coach of the D2 TBT team, Grant Leonard. Coach, Grant, GM, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, fellas. I really appreciate it. That's quite the intro, by the way. <laughs> quite the intro, which means you got to follow it up with some uh, some good stories, some some good dialogue, good answers to the questions. Question number one. Let's rock and roll. How did this D2 team get started? How did you guys get to where you are today in the TBT? Uh, that's an excellent question. One of our players, Mike Davis, uh, he was playing for primetime players. And he was one of our former players at Queens and he came back and, and they went to the sweet 16 that year uh, in the TBT. And it was just off a of final four experience with us at Queens. He came back. He's like, coach, do you think Queens can have a TBT team? And I really thought about it and wanted to do it for our guys. It was really an avenue to kind of to give our players more representation. Um, but after we thought about it, we're like, I don't think that we can get enough guys to have 10 pros. Uh, so we are going to do the team with a joint team with our rival, Lincoln Memorial. And it's two top ten teams every year in Division Two, um, And that's how it started. And then as I formulated that with the TBT guys, the guys who own it, they kind of asked, hey, would you guys rather transition into a, a, an entire Compass D2 team? If you do that, we'll guarantee you get in. And uh, so I accepted that, and that's that's the way we went. And that was our first year, and we upset the Bluegrass Boys that year, and 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 we've kind of been growing ever since. Now we get a lot of guests on our our show that have direct, obviously, experience with professional basketball. Obviously, the D two team, like a lot of the other alumni teams, is a direct you know relationship with college basketball. So as a coach, 
what are some of the similarities and differences between the TBT and college basketball? Well, first of all, it's the shot clock. And so uh, when you coach 30 seconds, it's a lot different than 24. Uh, and when, when college used to be 35 seconds, it was a lot different than 30. And, and each five or six seconds you take off, you have to take a layer of offense off. And so as you go down each – and so the reason why TBT is so close is you can run almost a patterned offense. Whereas in the pros, because that's that six seconds difference, you can't. It's really an action, and then and then personnel based ISO. Um, so that's where I think the biggest similarity in college is. Plus, the defensive rules in college are the same as they are in a TBT, where there's no defensive three seconds, and you can shrink the floor, and all of your help can be on one side of the floor. Uh, and in the and in the NBA game and the pro game, you can't do that. And and I think those are the two things that would be most similar to college basketball. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting because whenever we talk to, whenever we talk to, you know, guests like Joey was saying, they have similarities between when they played in college, when they played, you know, stints in the NBA, when they played stints in, uh, you know, TBT. Last year, you got to play a team in, in Big X, which had guys who were trying to get to the NBA, guys who, you know, actually Duncan Robinson was on that team in the past. Now in the NBA, you got Andrew Dockage who. Coach GM, he's actually got more roles than you, Andrew Dockage. <laughs> you know, Joey and I had some uh, some connections to them. We were actually rooting against you guys pretty hard, and we thought at first you were going to, you know, upset us, and we were going to be upset. What, what kind of, you know, went wrong? What coaching takeaways did you have from that game? Well, there's first thing that happened was is, is we were rolling early. I don't, I don't remember how much we were up, 16 maybe. Um, and then we lost both of our bigs uh, before the end of the first half. Our, our probably our most experienced player, uh, a high-level G League player, Taron Sullivan, tore his ACL. Uh, and that was probably late in the first quarter. And then we had our, our oldest veteran, uh, Brian Harper, 6'11 guy, who was in his like fifth TBT experience. Uh, he strained his Achilles. And so we went – the last four minutes of the first half and the whole second half with no bigs. Um, so that was the hugest, that was a, that was a huge uh, adjustment for us. And we were switching a lot. And, and Dockage did a great job with Big X. He kept the ball in the middle of the floor and was trying to go high-low with Ward. And we were switching. And so the switches didn't affect that. And we should have tried to keep them to a side of the floor. And that was our mistake. Um, and, and to be honest, we just didn't prep for that because we weren't, we weren't thinking we were going to lose both of our bigs uh, right off the bat. Um, but overall, uh, that was probably the thing that hurt us the most was them staying in the middle of the floor and us not being able to keep the ball off the three-point line because early in the game, we, we were destroying them with switches and we had them so pushed up the floor that they couldn't get good touches. So Andrew kind of alluded to it. We like to be honest on the show, and, and he's right. We were, we were not rooting against you guys, but we were rooting for some of the other guys. And it's not your fault. It's just guys that were my teammates in college and also guys who were on the show, which we are impartial to the people who have, who have been on the show. But now, lucky for you, 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 have, you, you are in that company now. So my question is – for those who are looking for a TBT team, you know, everyone loves a great Cinderella story. It was, it was, you know, heard that this year. Obviously, I think you guys are a great candidate uh, for this coming year. State your case. Why, why should people who don't have any fandom or allegiance to a team, why should they root for the D2 team? 
Well, I think we represent most people in that we're, we're the underdogs. Most people, you know, didn't play high major basketball and most people uh, don't have a chance to play in the NBA. And so they should be rooting for the guys that, that had to work their way up. And uh, we have a great group of guys. And, and to be honest, when you, when you play lower level basketball, whether it's Division Two, Division Three, NEI, you have to really love it and you have to really work at it to get to the professional level because you have a lot of hurdles you got to jump over to – Think about there's 357 Division One teams. All those players are supposed to be pros ahead of the Division Two players, but that's not how it works. And, and our guys really work hard, and they've worked for everything they have, and they have a healthy chip on their shoulder. And I, I think most of the common people watching would would love that story. Will we be seeing D two in TBT 2021? Uh, a, th- a thousand percent. And and I'll say this. Um, as long as as long as I'm able to coach it or be a GM, I'll, I'll do it, and I'll do it because of our players, uh, our former players, but also the we we have the every year we've played, we've had more Division two players that are playing pro that outreach to us. I want to be on the team. Um, it's a good problem and a bad problem to have because we have to actually spend time like really trying to figure out what's the best fit. And we went from the first year like really struggling to get 10 pros to last year had turning guys away to this year. Like I have to be really choosy about the roster fit, but it should mean that we're more successful and better. It should be. Um, and if it's not, then that's on me. Uh, but, but more importantly, it's a, I want to be an advocate for our former players uh, and, and want guys to have an opportunity to really showcase what they can do. I got a, I got a small bone to pick with you. Yeah, shoot. We gotta, we gotta make the name a little better. You know, just D two. You know, we gotta throw like, like not like the D two ballers, like something cool like that. <laughs> we need a little more branding and a little more marketing because when a you little pizzazz. Two, yeah. So, so I'll be honest. Some of that is on the TBT, but we're gonna get to positives of that. So, uh, we are supposed to be D two unheralded the first year, and they asked us to chop the unheralded off, which I thought was like a, a good play on the on our story. Um, and and then now this year, uh, they're actually using us in some way as a case study, and we have hired a marketing firm, just just our team. We started a nonprofit. We hired a marketing firm, and they're going to get a portion of whatever they raise marketing-wise for our team. Um, but they're going to push merchandise and branding on us, so they're going to rebrand our team in some way. There will be a D two like part of the label, but there is going to be some sort of sense of what you're saying, a cooler name that will draw more fans. And and I have probably three months to figure that out. And the crazy part is, this is pretty crazy three months for me because we're kind of in the middle of season. So, um, but working the best we can to kind of, to rebrand the team for what you're saying, marketing purposes uh, and the TBT, like we're the first team that's hired a marketing firm and the TBT is behind us to allow us to do that for merchandise sales and other things to hopefully be profitable, uh, which, which I think they want all teams to be. Well, that's exciting. And I think I speak for Andrew when I say, if you need our help, you know where to reach us because we, you know, we know a thing or two about, about branding and pushing some stuff to, to the people. So you just let us know. I like that. I appreciate that. We'll take any help we can get. And, you know, I think, I think when, when people hear about running TBT, you think you just get a team. It's not quite that easy because you're trying to figure out how to function financially on a low budget. But, but what our goal is for this first year is to become uh, not in the red, uh, which I think probably 90% of teams are in the red. And then the second year would be to generate our, enough revenue that we can pay our players a small stipend. And then the third year would be to be like fully profitable. Um, and, and that, so we have a three-year goal with that marketing firm. And I think it's an attainable and reachable goal. 
Well, does, you know, a win and that $2 million help get you guys in the green sooner? That would be huge. (laughs) huge. And and to be honest, like, I I think a lot of people think that wouldn't be possible for a D2 team to win. And I'll say this, for it to be possible, there's a lot of high-level professionals that play D2, guys that are in the Euro Cup, that are in the Champions League, um, and and that are in Asia and, like, high-level leagues that are making – huge money and if it's just about getting the right players on our team and, and like the last couple of years people don't understand this about tbt you usually lose anywhere between three and five players right before the tbt on your roster and you see that roster shuffle where teams are adding guys and it's really because pro teams aren't letting certain guys go play and and so we've dealt with that the last few years and if we can get all of the high level guys that we're trying to target not all of them, but most of them there, we will have a significant chance to make a deep run in the tournament. I got a, I got a loophole for you, and then we'll let you go. Oh, by all means. <laughs> so tell me if I'm wrong. The G League, all right, technically the, the uh, D2 of the NBA. So as a fan, I totally would be on board with any G League players playing on the D2 team saying, hey, it's the – the D2 of the NBA. So I, I like that. An avenue you could go down and you got Especially if the name change, you know, obviously D2 will be incorporated. But if the, if the branding is not, boom, D2 in your face, nobody's going to – no one's even going to turn – everyone will turn the other way. I love it. I love it. And, and that's just creative marketing, again, <laughs> rebranding in, in a special way. No, that's, a, that's an unbelievable idea. And obviously G League players, uh, there's a bunch of really good G League players that – play division two, but also just that you could market in that way. And I think that'd be a great idea. You find a star or any player on your team, text me. We'll get them on the show. I love it. I appreciate that. No, I, and I think those guys would love that too. And, and I appreciate you guys just reaching out. You guys can't root for big X again. Um, you know, what's crazy is we are the first or the second alternate team. We got slotted in that last spot, had to play big X. If we would have been one slot back, we would have played like a, a team nowhere near as good as Big X. Um, no, they don't hype them up. They stink. Their coaching is terrible. They have a bad roster put together. <laughs> they play that short white point guard who has no business playing in the TBT. Don't hype them up. Well, they crushed They crushed it on ESPN, too, because they were like, oh, Dakic is getting out coached." And I'm like, don't say that. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, because, you know, he – that was terrible. No, and, and, and he, they did a great job making adjustments. But uh, uh, I was shocked he actually played in the second half. I really was. Uh, yeah, so were we. We gave him a ton of shit for that. We're like, you're the coach. You decide who goes in the game. You know that you're not supposed to be in there. He goes, I know. I just I couldn't help myself. Yeah, yeah. They uh, – and then, the, you know, one of their better players was actually a D2 player, which I in warm-ups, I was trying to get him to switch jerseys. It didn't work, but he's going to play with <laughs> us this next year. That's tampering. Uh, That's tampering. It was. There's no tampering in the TBT, though. Yeah, the, I never heard any tampering. There's no anti-tampering rules. But, uh, yeah, that, that player has, has, has pledged his allegiance to us in the future, which is great for us. Yeah, and if you know, and if we won't, we won't spoil the announcement if you – if you're, a two, if you're a true TBT fan, then you know who that is. We don't need to spoil that for, sure. for the listeners at home. Andrew's looking at it like he has no clue, but, but that's okay. We'll pretend he's like, he's, like he does know. He's crushing it in Croatia right now, too. Great, great dude. And, and he's actually going to be an assistant GM. He's helping recruit players with me. Too. I mean, that's Doc's guy. That was the guy that, that I told him. I said, you better keep this guy on your team because, I mean, he had the game of his life in the first in, – yeah. in two years ago when it was in Columbus – and I was there, and I was like, who is this guy? And now he's a household TBT name. So good for you guys. 
for getting for getting getting in there and taking taking what's Dockage's. We oh, love that. Always. No, no. And he and I, I'm I think Dockage is getting to the point now where he's got enough players where like he's not worried about him. You know? It's one of those deals. But he should be. What he I, should be. I love your coach speak. You got coach speak down where you're 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 so nice to the other coaches about the adjustments and their recruiting. It's you're you're good. You're you're clearly a coach. You're a coach's coach. That's what you are. I, we do our best, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys having me. I hope hope you're not too cold in Chicago. We're gonna enjoy the warmth here in Charlotte. That uh, that that hits hard. It is. You, so know what, you know what? We're not doing any marketing for you. You <laughs> right there. Hey, hey, my shovel hasn't been used in eight years, and and I have one scraper that hasn't scraped one thing. So it's, it's a lovely, lovely winter for me. I'm looking at my car right now, and and my car is mad at you for making those jokes. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your your warm up starter where you got to get out there and get it going <laughs> first. I just roll out and get get going. <laughs> All right, we're ending this interview. Thanks, <laughs> All right. I appreciate you guys. All right, thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. Later.